Welcome to Van Lathan's The Red Pill, where we give you the brutal reality of truth. Very special guest today, man, Maul from the Joe Budden Podcast. The Joe Budden Podcast is just on fucking fire, man. It is uh, the biggest hip-hop podcast probably ever. Um, it really has become uh, something that emanates culture. Like, it starts there, a lot of conversations, rather than just talking about things that go on, man. So I'm interested to know um, how Maul became a part of the Joe Budden podcast, what he thinks is the success of it, um, and just basically what he thinks of the state of New York hip-hop. This is a guy that has deep, deep roots in New York hip-hop going back uh, with one of the biggest dynasties in the history of rap um, and in the history of New York. I want to know where he sees rap, where he sees New York right now. Is New York coming back? Obviously, one of the biggest guys in New York, Takashi 69. This was not discussed on the podcast with Maul. Uh might be cooling his heels for a little while now, man. 69 was in trouble with the feds. Uh, I don't know if you guys heard. He uh is racketeering charges might be um gone for a little while. Uh I wonder if, you know, that knowledge would have changed anything. I wonder if New Yorkers even Consider Takashi Six Nine, New York hip hop, like talking about because the music is of a different style. But um, beyond that, we talked to Mom uh, about uh, some of his issues that he has with my brothers. Man, this simmering sort of feud, this little beef that, of course, exists between seemingly between members of the Joe Budden podcast and the brilliant idiots Charlemagne the God and Andrew Schultz. Shout out to my brothers. What is this about? Is this real? They go back and forth taking shots at each other. There's been no crossover. Not like recently, at least, nobody's gone on each other's podcast to talk about this. So I wanted to ask Ma a little bit about why he takes some blims at Charlemagne, why Charlemagne takes some blims at him, and why Andrew called Ma a fat Memphis bleak. Ma said it, not me. Andrew came off the top with that one, man. This was a very fun podcast. It was recorded while I was up in New York about a week ago. So I had my Tims on. I was in a New York state of mind. Um, and I was very, very happy to have Ma on the podcast. Now, listen, we've had Joe. We've had Ma. We just need one more person. We just need Rory to get his ass up here and do the red pill. And then we'll have all three. Uh, so sit back, pop some pills. Listen, we had a lot of fun. First of all, normally on the red pill podcast, every week we make the white people clap because it's a studio full of white people. It's different when we're in New York because yeah. it's a bunch of niggas in the room. Right. But there is one white boy. So we got to make him clap? Please, Chris. Give us. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Bro, so we already jumped into the conversation. We're talking about, I guess, sobriety. Has it? Has you? Have, has anything changed since you've been sober? Have you noticed the change? Um, I'm up super early now. Super early. I'm never. I was never a morning person. I hate it. Like I hate getting up early. Now my body, for whatever reason, seven thirty, I'm up. No matter what time I go to sleep, hmm. my body would just wake up at seven thirty. Yeah. And I hate it because then I'll be sitting in bed with nothing to do for like two hours. <laughs> and it's like, yo, all right, what I the fuck? You, what a great life. I'm, you know what I mean? I'm at work at six a.m. Oh no. Nah. Fuck that. Every fucking day I'm at work at six a.m. I don't know shit that happened in the morning. Niggas be like, oh, did you see first take this morning? I'm like, nah. I didn't see That's that. That's early. Shit. Six AM every day I'm at TMZ. It's, it's dark out at six thirty now. 
Uh, sometimes, depending on the season, but it is normally there, there are times at TMZ where you go in there and it's dark and you leave and it's dark. That's insane. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, so, like one of my homeboys, I'm not gonna mention his name. He would come visit me in LA, uh, and this is the first time like, I realized that we can be a problem too. Because I never, yeah. th- I never thought that it could be. Mm-hmm. But we were out there. When we were out there, he came out to visit, and he goes, um. Yo, I gotta find some weed. I'm like, all right, cool. We are gonna smoke you out. You know, it's LA. We find weed. Yeah. He goes, no, but I gotta, I gotta smoke, or I'm not gonna eat. See, I was, I was never like that. And I'm, uh, and I, I'd never heard of that before. Have y'all heard of that? Like dudes that like they, like you don't eat, you. Nah, I was never like that. See, uh, bro, you don't feel like that's like. But you don't feel like that's an issue if you like you don't eat. You can't eat unless you smoke. You supposed to eat, family. Not, not you. See, I was never like that. I was never that bad. This guy, I don't. Not me. I'm not supposed to eat. Everybody else needs sustenance <laughs> and nutrition. Not me. Not me. me yeah. You know what I'm saying? On a whole different frequency. Just walk around grabbing the air and using it for calories. <laughs> it's crazy. But like, how long has it been like that for you? Mike up for like a few months. Mm, damn. And I never smoked in the morning. What was your ritual? I would smoke at night socially. Mm-hmm. But it was like a lot, heavy smoke. Yeah, like we would, we would go through like <laughs> ounces. <laughs> yeah, we was going crazy. Right. Yeah. So, Maul, I gotta be real with you. Like, I listen to the Joe Budden podcast all the time, and I really enjoy it, bro. I enjoy Thank the back you, and forth, the dynamic between you and Joe and Rory. Thank you. It seems like it's y- y'all all obviously been friends for a while. Mm-hmm. What do you feel like? makes the podcast work it's obviously it's the most successful hip-hop podcast of all time at this point i think that's safe to say thank you um and a lot of guys obviously a lot of guys paved the way in the hip-hop podcast space you mm-hmm. know rest in peace combat mm-hmm. um but why do you feel like it works or has worked like it has because it's really remarkable um i, I think it's just it's the, it's organic mm-hmm. and it's real and i think people get that and they they, they sense that uh we tried to keep it to where it wasn't something that was overproduced mm-hmm um, because essentially it started, it was like, we tell people all the time, it was therapy for us. Like, we, w- we just wanted to get together every week and just talk about what was going on in the culture and in the industry. And, you know, when we noticed people started paying attention to it, that's when it became, like, a cool thing. And then now it's like people look forward to it and they want it, and now it's just like a oh shit type of thing. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? But I think people just love the... Just the real feeling that they get from it because it feels like they're a part of it and they're having a discussion with us and they relate to it because these are some of the same discussions that they have in their own crews and their circles and their group chats and shit like that. So they feel like, you know, yeah, I, we talk about that same shit, too. So it's kind of dope to hear somebody else on another platform speaking from your same point of view. Yeah, I, there's stuff on the podcast that I am amazed by. Because I never thought that I would give a fuck about some of the shit that y'all talk about. Right. Like, I'm like, I'm like listening what? to Joe break down song lyrics <laughs> and, like, go through and, like, you see that? Yeah. That's a subliminal. Di-. And like, I'm like, yo, why am I listening to this shit? Yeah. But I can't turn it off. Right. It's really yeah. compelling. Yeah. And to me, I always had a thought that as much as hip-hop has given me, the music was kind of the most important thing. But you guys kind of get into some of the things that happen behind the music mm-hmm. that inspire songs, that mm-hmm. you deconstruct beefs, you deconstruct all different types of pop culture. Like, 
what's your background like? What had what what gave you guys the expertise to be able to go into? This? Obviously, Joe is very seasoned in the industry, mm-hmm. uh, and Rory does his thing. Like, where does the deep well of knowledge come from? Well, again, we all uh, spent time in the industry or around the industry. How, what, what, what's your specific story in the industry? Uh, well, my, my listeners that might not know. My brothers were. Uh, they, my brother uh, Big started Rockefeller with Dame. Had him Jay. on the podcast. Yeah, Very that was a great episode. Brother. Yeah. Uh, my brother Hip Hop was the A and R at the time. He was actually the youngest A and R, I believe. He A and R Reasonable Doubt when he was seventeen, I think. God damn, seven might have been seventeen when he A and R that album. So I, I always grew up seventeen. Um, yeah, he was still in high school when A and R Reasonable Doubt. Yeah, everybody, the whole room is just like, yeah, that's heavy. Everybody's shaking their head like, yeah, that that that's yeah. that's heavy. So I, you know, I was I working was... at McDonald's. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Yeah, I got I got in trouble for oversalting the fries. Yeah, so that'll cause some. Basically, trouble. at seventeen, I couldn't even handle the responsibility of McDonald's fries. Right, and he was a and r reasonable doubt. Right. All right, cool. Don't stun on me by saying shit like that about your family. No, no, no. It's not a like, stunt thing. Yeah, it's yeah, just, yeah. I'm just, you nah. know, that's just where I, I come from that lineage. Word. So I was just, and I, I never, it's crazy because, and then I, I went to school. I was in the Boys Choir Harlem. So oh, word. I, okay. I got introduced to the industry from my brothers, but then I. Had your own experience. Had with my you. own experience traveling the world, performing. Mm-hmm. But I never wanted to be on stage. Like, I, that wasn't a thing for me. Like, I'm a real private, laid-back person. Mm-hmm. So being on stage was dope because I'm traveling the world with my classmates, my homeboys, and, we, you know, we seeing the world. It was dope. But then after school, it was kind of like I wanted to find a niche, like, in the background, you mm-hmm. know, some, somewhere in the industry. I didn't know what it was. So yeah. went through the whole young 20s and trying to find my way, getting in trouble, and, you know, a couple jobs here and there. Nothing kept my interest, but it was always leading back to something involving the industry, music, entertainment, mm-hmm. sports. So being that my brothers were taking off doing what they was doing, I started paying attention to them. I would stick around more and go up to the Def Jam offices, just sit in meetings and see certain things that was going on. And that's when I found my passion for it. And I was around for a lot of things that happened that people don't know about and seeing some things happen. So that's where my, I guess, expertise comes in. Yeah. So... Those were obviously not just that's not regular hip hop experience. That's an iconic right. uh, sort of movement that you were around. And it's crazy because I don't feel like that because I was there. But once you hear people talk about it, you're like, oh, okay, yeah, right. That so was, you're that not was you're major. Not, so you're not in the room with Jay Z and you're like, yeah, wow, that's Jay Z. Right. Not how it goes. <laughs> not for me, no. No, nah, and it's crazy because I remember one time me and uh, Joe was at. Mike Kaz and Angela, Angela Yee's bowling uh, in, at uh, Port Authority. I think they used to do it at the, the bowling lanes over there. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, Jay and, and Joe had kind of had a little little situation in the industry for the year. They wasn't really, you know, talking and stuff. Yeah. So me and Joe are about to leave. So it's a couple of people in the, in the area by the elevator or whatever waiting to leave. And once the elevator door opens, Jay and Beyonce walk out. Mm-hmm. So I'm standing there. So Jay sees me. He's like, "Yo, what's up, man?" He starts talking. Now everybody turned and looking at me like, "What the fuck?" Mm. Like this is random as fuck. So that Joe was kind of standing next to me, and you know, Jay like, "Yo, so what you doing here, man? Who you with?" So I'm like, oh, "You know, me and Joe." So Jay, Jay didn't even look at Joe. He was just like, "Okay, I right, wow. well, holler at you." Hey, like, yo, hey, <laughs> yo, you know what I'm saying? So Joe hey. always give me shit about that. Like, yo, you ain't even try to break this. You know what? Though I'm like, that wasn't the time. Nah, that wasn't the nah, place. Nah, I'm a, know what you were supposed to do? 
Yo, this is my man Joe right here. You know, he show know who respect. Joe is. I know, man. but like, you, but you, you play Joe right? Nah, there. it was he. He's with his wife. It's nah. just, it just didn't feel like the right time for that you conversation. Joe. Nah, never that. Next time y'all go out, you gotta buy Joe dinner or something like that. You like, you, you looking back on it now, you feel like you should have said something. I don't just because I know Jay, man. It wasn't the right time. Wasn't the right time. It wasn't the right. What time. was gonna happen? What I mean, what I year was this, by the way? This might have been 2012, 13. Oh, so that's not that's that's recent. Yeah, this might have been 2012. That's recent. Yeah, 2012, yeah. 2013. One of those years. I think you and Joe gotta do some couples counseling, bro. <laughs> nah, man. He, Joe, he know what it is. Yeah, that's they great. cool now though. They they great now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah, Joe has become sort of I call him Captain Culture. Yeah. Joe, like Joe is really. Uh, it, it, it's remarkable sort of kind of how this whole thing um, has happened mm. when did when did you sort of when did it become it crystallized in your mind yo the podcast is working like when did like when did it because I mean, at first he, the podcast was first, at first it was Joe and Marissa right it was Joe Rory and Marissa yes right and you came on I came on after, after he Marissa kicked Marissa yeah too. they had a little situation and yeah yeah, and then shout out, shout out to Marissa. Shout out to Marissa. Yeah, yeah. Marissa, that, that's my girl. I, I like what happened with that. I only, I wasn't like, I don't. I, I was actually in uh in Detroit working with my homeboy. He was playing with the Pistons at the time, and Who? then uh Brandon Jennings. Okay, and then he uh he signed with the Knicks. So I was back. I was back here in the city, and that's when Joe hit me like, "Yo, you got to come on. I want you to come on and uh kick it with me on the podcast." So it was your. So you're the reason that Marissa got kicked off the podcast. No, 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 no. That happened before I even. You called Joe up. And nah, was like, Yo, nah. I'm hell, saying, Marissa, that's, happen, that's, bro. that's we could go straight to the moon. Nah, and get her out of here <laughs> nah, nah. That's and family. Let me slide in. That's family. Marissa's that is family. family. Like I fuck with Marissa heavy. We we doing some stuff. Uh, I think she's super talented, man. Yeah. Like her her podcast is is popping off mm -hmm. right now. Mm -hmm. Um, so you came in and did you and then right away did you guys feel like because I know the first couple of episodes were that I listened to were about Joe and Drake's beef. Uh, or it wasn't a, it wasn't a beef. Not a really beef. It wasn't a beef. Yeah. I know. You ever see that movie Single White Female? Yes. That's kind of what it was. Yeah. It wasn't a beef. It wasn't a beef. In Joe's in Joe's world it was a beef. Does Joe still think it was a beef? He thinks it was a not a beef, but he definitely thinks it was some energy there. But I spoke to Drake about it. he was like, yo, I'm not gonna respond. Like I don't have an issue with Joe at all. Right, which is worse. Yeah, it's worse not to be responded to. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, it is. And um, but now we 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 now know that that Drake uh, he's made it a habit of not responding. Yeah. So I don't. Know I mean, when you're that big, that. you gotta pick and choose. No, you don't. I I think you do though. You kill everybody that comes for you. Do you? Yeah. Because you if do. if certain people are, I mean, everybody's gonna when you're that big of a superstar, you're mm -hmm. gonna get shot at by. Listen, maybe you don't come at Joe at that point, but you definitely come back well, he to didn't, other guys. He didn't come at Joe because he really didn't understand what the issue was. Because there was no issue. Right. Joe had made it right. up in his head. Which now, he respects Joe as an MC, so he would have responded if you, you it have was to. valid. By the way, that was the first time that I asked myself, why am I listening to this podcast? Mm -hmm. But it was also the first time I couldn't turn it off mm -hmm. because I was thinking to myself, I'm like, yo, what the fuck is this nigga talking about? Right. Like I like it, like like what like what is there's no there there. Yeah. But it was so goddamn good. Yeah. That's kind of what got me on it. Do y'all understand that every week y'all do 
a podcast that's the length of a Godfather movie, mm-hmm. and we li- we watch that, we listen to. That. I can't believe that. Wow, that's what that's what. Have, bugs y- me are y'all out. ever in the podcast when you're like it's at hour five and y'all going maybe we should wrap the shit up, but you just can't stop. Sometimes the the conversation just goes. It man. Just I'm gonna goes. be honest. We we have certain things, certain topics that we want to hit, mm-hmm. and then from there it'll just. It'll mm. just grow, and we like we can't stop this, man. We gotta just this is this is a great conversation. I like to ask broad questions. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm gonna ask you a broad question right now. What's mm-hmm. wrong with rap? What's wrong with rap? Uh, I think there's too many. I'm gonna tell you where I saw it turn left when rappers started becoming the head of labels and A and R's and shit like that, putting their boys on. Then hmm. it just became something where it was like, yo, everybody could do this shit. You know what I'm saying? It became something where people feel like everybody can do it. Now, I'm never one to tell somebody they can't do something. Mm-hmm. But I think with social media, and this was something we talked about on the podcast, Joe was saying how he felt like, you know, back in the 80s and 90s, it was harder to get on. And I'm like, no fucking way. Like, it's, it's it, it, no, he said it was easier to get back on back then. Mm-hmm. And it's it's harder now. And I was like, are you crazy? It's easier to get on now more than ever because somebody can get a meeting with Puff. And when I say that, meaning if a kid in Ohio is dope and he puts his shit on Instagram and people start posting and posting it, Puff could just open his phone and see this kid and be like, who is this? I need him in my office tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And it can happen. Yeah. Whereas before, Whereas before you would have to get heard. on a bus or a plane and come to New York City and right. stand outside of the building. Right. And hope that puff stopped for you, or have, or be lucky enough to have him come through your city and get the shot that way. Exactly. Now everybody can be heard. You have a platform. You have the world in your hand now. Do you feel like, but isn't that that's exposing us to more music than we would have heard, though? Right. It is, and, and I, but it's not necessarily a, a negative because I, I've you know we have a segment called Sleepers where I, I literally surf the internet looking for dudes or women that are dope and. I think that is, you know, is 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 part of it now. Mm-hmm. It is what it is. But rap is just, and I don't think I don't want to say anything is wrong with rap because, you know, I, I tell people if there's like, not, there's not. I, like I, it, it is to me, a little bit more difficult to find artists that I have to hear. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But that's because this is what I tell people: you can't listen to everybody with the same ears. Like I'm not listening to Takashi with Jay Z ears. Mm. You know what I'm saying? You yeah. gotta know what you're listening to. Like, what ears do you use for Takashi? I, under, I, I understand. At? I understand what it is. It's energy. Yeah. It's like, listen, y'all act like y'all don't like Gummo. That shit. No, like, I, Gummo, I tell people all the Gummo time, Takashi. If you he like can, Chris, you like that shit, huh, Chris? If he can, <laughs> <laughs> Chris, like, like I said that, and then Chris popped up. Chris, was he like, you don't fuck with, you don't fuck with Gummo. It's not for you. I respect that because yeah. I'm gonna tell that's and that's getting to my Jay-Z point. Jay Z is Jay Z is right there. And I'm getting to my point when mm-hmm. you know I was young, my mom would curse me out when I was listening to Snoop. Mm-hmm. Turn that shit off. What is that? They talking like that about women that uh, uh, you know. But now look with that era. We out of that era, we got Dr. Dre. Mm-hmm. We got Snoop. We got Ice Cube. Like look what these men are doing now. Mm-hmm. So I can't knock with these, you know. What music is now I can't yeah. Like I'm sorry I can't say anything's wrong with it It's just Rap has subgenres now yeah. Hip hop has subgenres a, a, a lot for everybody Yeah Yeah and, and it's it's a pla- Everybody has a platform Now I don't think that everybody 
deserves a platform because right. some people get up there and just be you know it's like what the fuck mm -hmm. but i think everybody deserves a shot I yeah do. the reality is that man if somebody is enjoying it and they really listening to it mm -hmm. if somebody's liking it there's no reason to hate no, no reason no, to no. hate on it as, as long as there's variety right. my thing is you know i don't like when tyler perry first came out and was doing this thing music uh excuse me movie wise mm -hmm. it's not that you you necessarily have a problem with the Tyler Perry movie, but you just don't want all of black cinema to, to be, be portrayed Tyler that Perry. way. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. know what I mean. You, I you want there, you want that to be a part of it, right? But you also need your high art, your conscious mm -hmm. films, and some mm -hmm. you know, some films that maybe even are a little bit more out there. You Absolutely. just don't want. And sometimes it seems like when something becomes on trend, it's like it, it, it's hard for popular music art to break away from it. Mm -hmm. So when I hear like 15 or 16 guys with auto-tune, I really start to go back and listen to old music. Mm -hmm. Like, you know what's funny? You said your mom didn't like like like, like you listening to Snoop. Mm -hmm. I caught my mom rolling up to Bone Thugs and Harmony in 1995. Mm. Come in the car, my mother is rolling up the joint listening to the Bone Thugs. It's one of the first time that's I funny. realized my mom was smoking weed. That's Two funny. different experiences. Yeah. Okay, that's a true story. She's gonna listen to this story. She's gonna be like, "Yeah." So, to like a year later, I was I went over my mother. I was like, "I think I would like to start smoking weed." That's exactly what I said. Mm. And she goes, "Are you serious?" And then a bond was created that has not been broken yet. Me and my mother smoke weed together. Y'all do. Hip hop brought us together. That's something I've never done with my mom. I'm 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 weird when it comes to that. Like my mom smokes too, but I I, I never smoked with her. Why wouldn't you smoke with your mom? That's just, the first person you would want to smoke with. It's just with. weird. Like I I just I can't. I don't know. I'm just I'm just weird with that. Like I, it's Bruh. still like I still feel like I'm a little kid Yo, you and I'm gotta, not supposed to be doing this. Like what, what, you feel like she gonna judge you? Not. She, I know she wouldn't, but it's still in me to be. It's just certain things. Like I don't even curse in front of my dad. Right. You know what I'm saying? Well, I can't certain, curse in front of my. Yeah. Dad. Like my my pops, he just he don't like that. Yeah. So it's my like, dad not. My mom, that. it's like. You know, I'm like, oh, my, I can't do that. Yeah. But then she'll call me, you know what I'm saying? Yo, what's up? I need something. Like, right, right. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm, like, I'm like, all right, I'm on, a, I'm on the way. You know what I'm saying? I won't, I won't smoke with her, though. I will not do wait, it. Wait, wait, That's crazy. You won't smoke with her. Nah. But you'll essentially. I stuff cones for her. <laughs> all that, like, give a, drop 10 off at the crib for Like, here, have a blast. Right. And, and I'm out. Yeah. I mean, I can't, like, I can't really, you know, Indulge in any of that stuff with my dad because in my dad's eyes I'm still 11 years old. Right. You know what I'm saying? My my dad goes out of his way to remind me of that shit. Right. Like I we at the crib, we at the house, the TV's there, the remote is here. He go can grab it. it. You go get. Go it. get the remote for me. Bring it over here. Yeah. Sit the remote down here, TV nigga. Right. <laughs> Put right. it right here. Put the remote down. <laughs> All right. right. Go in there and go to, go to the store. Hit twenty dollars. Right. Um. But uh. So yeah. That that would never happen with my dad. But with my mom, we smoke and she really. I feel like she does her be best parenting high. Yeah. Yeah. Cause like she's not really thinking about like when when my mom is high, she really gets introspective about life mm -hmm. and she starts talking about her life mm -hmm. and things that she's done. Mm -hmm. That that like, <laughs> my mom, me and my mom was smoking one time and just out of the blue she goes. I could think that I was probably a hoe in 1975. You don't want to hear that. And I'm like, I'm like, huh? She goes, if there's a definition of a hoe, I would say yes. Before I met your father, 1975, mm. that whole summer I was a hoe. And I was like, all right. Right. That was important for me to hear. Right. You know why? Why? Because 
sometimes the images that we have are our mothers yeah become these uh she would never do that. My mom, my mom would like never that. do that. Yeah, we think our parents were just always our parents, right? And they didn't have a life, and they didn't have a life before. Yeah, it's important to know that maybe your mom got a little bit loose. That makes you a little bit less judgmental because you would never yeah. judge your mom. Yeah. I say all this to say, maybe if you smoked with your mom, I don't want to hear those things. <laughs> <laughs> I'm never doing. That. I don't want to hear that shit. I never want to hear that out my mom's mouth. Why? Fuck why, no. why don't people want to know nah. that their moms got? Jiggy, listen. Let me tell you something. I like to know that my mom had a life, man. No, I I know my mom had a life. My mom's from Harlem, and she reminds me all the time. She was a gangster, all of this. Cool, Mm -hmm. great. But you know, it's weird when you get to an age where you realize certain dudes you saw around your mom wasn't your uncle. (laughs) That nigga wasn't my uncle, right? That nigga was that nigga was trying to hit it. Like you know what I'm saying? Like you you get to an age where you're like, oh, I get it now because now I'm in that position with chicks that have kids, like. Mm It's like, oh, oh this is my... Right. Damn, ma. When you date a chick that has kids, do you feel like you have to play Xbox with the little nigga or you just like, fuck him? Like, nah, how does that work? I'm, I'm weird with that. I you mean, know, if the kid is there, I, I interact with kids. I know how to have, you know, interact with kids. Like, how, I, do you inter- how do you interact with someone... How old is the kid? Let's say he's not... You, and you know he, he's eight. You know you're there to fuck his mom. You're yeah. just waiting for him to go to sleep. Yeah. So how do you interact with him, like, knowing that you're about to... Fuck his mother. Um, I mean, if whatever he's doing, if he's playing, a, you know, a game or something, I might, you know, play jump with. on the sticks. Let's, let's, hey, what's up, Julio? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's yeah. play Madden. But after a while, it's kind of like Julio, aren't you getting sleepy? Yeah, yeah. you know what I'm saying, bro. And then it's kind of like, yo, you looking at Shorty like, yo, yeah, what's what's up? Why he ain't in bed yet? Yeah, yeah, like put him to sleep. Yeah, I've been in that situation. Yeah, I mean, do you typically date women with children? Nah, I try not to. Why is that? Um, only because I, I you know. I, I just don't want I, I don't like for For kids to See me if I don't Feel like I'm gonna be In their life Like mm. You know what I'm saying If I'm not gonna be around Like if I know the situation Is just what it is Like mm. You know I don't want I don't want that It's like ah, It's a little weird for me Yeah My brother uh, He dates a lot of women That have kids And stuff like that Does your brother have kids? Yeah he has his own kids But He doesn't see them Oh, okay. Nah, I'm just joking. <laughs> um, they they old as fuck. I'm actually I'm afraid of. How old are you? I'm 38. Okay. Um, I'm afraid of parenthood, and you don't the, have kids. I don't have any kids. Okay. The reason why I'm afraid of parenthood is because of my nephews. My nephews have done so many things that are so fucking wild. Yeah. In the last six months, they have done so many things where I would not know what the fuck. Are they older? Do they're getting older? Yeah. Okay. And so I, I don't understand, like, uh, all of my homies that have kids, because I'm the last one that doesn't have any kids. Mm. Um, all of my homies that have kids, it seems to be that you just kind of naturally gravitate into being a dad and shit mm-hmm. like that. But now, like, I have to tell my nephews, like, yo, like, don't record the little girls that you go to school with, whatever y'all doing and stuff like that. Do you know all the different laws that you're breaking and all the different shit? Because it's wild out there now. Right, yeah. And it crazy. makes it, it's it's fucking completely out of this world and I'm, I'm getting old yeah. you know what I'm saying so I see all the stakes I see like how one mistake absolutely could change your entire fucking life absolutely. which at that age I had no fucking clue yeah it's crazy yeah do you have kids no I don't have no kids but it's funny you say that because I remember about two years ago we was at the Drew League in LA and one of the little kids that was working the game mm-hmm. he was like one of the ball boys he used to always talk shit like yeah y'all ain't got no bitches he might have been about 14 yeah I ain't got no bitches. Where y'all bitches at? Y'all sitting courtside. I ain't got no bitches next to y'all. <laughs> so we thought it was funny. We just laughing at this little kid. It's hilarious. We like, you ain't got no bitches. He's like, who ain't got no bitches? Like that. He start talking. Yeah. 
He came over there and showed us a video of his phone of him having sex with a girl. Okay, just let you know. Fourteen. You, chill, kids, if you I couldn't believe that. that shit. I said, "What?" Like we all looked at each other. Me and my homies, like, "Yo, this little nigga is really having Wild. sex." Like just to, just to, just to let you kids know, try to tell y'all this shit. That shit is highly fucking illegal, mm -hmm. and. It doesn't even matter if you're in that. If you have that shit, right? They'll give you juvenile life for that. Like, oh yeah, stop fucking around, man. It's, it's, it's crazy. Bruh. And like when we were, when we were, when we were in school, it, there's no fucking way that would have been the talk of the entire fucking state. It was a big deal when you kissed a girl. Yeah, it's cool. A huge deal. Yeah. Wow, damn, we sound old right yeah, now, man. We do. My some of my nephews. God damn. Some of my nephews have kids. You sound old. Some of your nephews have kids. How old are they? My nephews, uh, well, I have older nephews, 23, 24, 25, yeah. some of my nieces. They got kids, kids and you don't have any kids. What you it's, waiting on, It's G? the weirdest shit. Got to find a girl, man. I can't just put a seed in anybody. I, I never that's what, that's what That's what a lot of people are doing. Even some just of the rappers seeds? we know. Yeah. yeah, I'm not doing that. Some of the rappers we know are just yeah. putting seeds in anybody. I'm not, I can't do that. I'm not a rapper. Yeah. I ain't got I ain't, You're I, rapper adjacent, though. Am I? I mean, you got like four chains on my nigga. What's that? The nah, Jesus man. piece? Like, like, like you, like you. That's my, this is my New York piece. Yeah, man. That's I mean, like you, piece, you got like you're like. If I didn't, if I didn't know you that think you I was were a rapper, of course I would think you were a rapper. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's a stereotype, man. Why? Because a black man has some jewelry on. Nah, He's a rapper. With a black man. It's not even about being black. I had Cap G on the podcast. This nigga had all kinds of. The, you look. That's rapper. Listen, that's the culture that you got this. Yeah, but that's that's nothing, man. That's that's just, that's just New York piece. But I gotta be real with y'all, man. First, can I ask you a question about New York guys? All y'all from New York, right? Why, when a New York guy gets mad at you, why does he tell you, or why, when he gets serious, does he tell you his entire life story? He's just trying to tell you his pain and strife. Like that's bro. Like like, yeah. shout out to Dame Dash. Yeah. Whenever Dame gets serious, oh. I know Dame is serious. Yeah. Because it's like. Van, you don't fucking understand, bro. I've been out here. Yeah. 86, 87, 88. Harlem, nigga. Dame is one when of the real greatest. niggas was yeah. out here. <laughs> yeah. Got caught with a ratchet, 91, bounced yeah. back six months later. I'm on the street, yeah. 10 toes down. Yeah. I'm like, like, Van, you don't get what I've been through in my life. And I'm like, yeah. all I ask you was KFC or Popeye. Right, right, right. Like, it, it, it's like, it, 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 like, it wasn't, yeah. you know what I'm saying? I didn't, it, it's like, it, I don't, like, what's, it, there's a different energy. Explain it to me. <sighs> New York has seen a lot, man. And especially if you were a popular New Yorker, like in your teens, you were on the scene, you seen some shit. Mm. You seen some, and that's where New York is different from LA. Like I noticed, like LA, there's no in between. Either you getting it or you're not. What you mean by that? Like, it's certain dudes I know in LA that don't hit the club scene, never been to certain restaurants. Like mm -hmm. they in their area in the hood, and that's it. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And New York is totally different. You could have dudes from the hood that have. Seen some of this, some of that. They've been places. They've seen things in the city. L.A. is totally different. So in New York, you got to understand that people have seen, especially if you were popular, mm -hmm. you've seen some shit. Yeah. Some real shit, though. Like, some shit that is like, you'll be like, did that really happen? Right. And like, nah, that really happened, my nigga. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? New York is just that type of city. Like, yeah. That's it is. what, everybody's like, yeah. No, yeah. it is. Everybody's like, yeah, we thorough in this bitch. Yeah. Y'all should have seen me with my Tims on yesterday, man. Yeah, I saw you. I saw you. But you look. It looked. It looked. It looked like you had it. Y your jean was laying over it, right? Nah, wax had to fix that shit. Oh, okay. But he not even from New York. I had. I laced my shit. I, I laced that shit up 
like I had it really tight. Oh no 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 no! I we did. can't do that. Like, I was in the army. No no yes, no 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 no! no, no. You know we can't what I'm saying? do that. That's nasty. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Nah, I had the army. Yes, sir. Like, your... I'm from Louisiana, man. We don't wear Tims. I mean, some people wear Tims. Niggas that wear Tims in Louisiana, they trying to be something that they're not. You know what I'm saying? They down there, they're wearing Tim's, and they be like, yo, I got cousins in Detroit and shit like that. Nah, nigga, you from- Detroit Maryland. is heavy on it. I tell people all the time, New York is a lot of like slack for that New York, that Timberland shit. The Detroit, Detroit is heavy on the Tim's. Niggas in Detroit wear Timberland jackets. Like, see, we ain't doing that. <laughs> we, not, we not doing that in New York. Like, we gonna get the regular constructs and that shit. But niggas, like Detroit, niggas wear Timberland outerwear. <laughs> Like Scully's, the 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 jackets. Yo, man, my Timberland jeans. Yeah, bro. like we we not doing that. Like, and that's when I was spent that time in Detroit. I mm-hmm. looked. I was like, Detroit gonna have to start taking some of this Tim slack with us. Like, yeah, so right, it's, it's Tim's. Is you know what? You know what? Uh, kind of got popping in Louisiana for a little while. Y'all remember Lugs? Did oh, that was Birdman. That Birdman was his influence. Had the lugs. Yeah, yeah, that man. was his influence for sure. Birdman had people wearing red Lugs. The thing about Louisiana is like, we have. Our own trends and our own styles, mm. but we also try every other style from everywhere else. We just mm. try them out. Mm. You know what I'm saying? We just see how it works. Like I remember going to the mall, seeing niggas wearing them them uh, them uh, wife beaters that Fifty Cent used to have. Okay, remember, like the the high cut wife beaters. Yeah, remember those? Yeah, I saw. Uh, yeah, I saw niggas with the the Nelly Band-Aid on. We, they tried that out for a little oh, while. That was that's nasty. Yeah, we put smack the shit out you. Yeah, but um, <laughs> and then and then. But a dude that I say always is underrated for the amount of influence that he has had on people everywhere, Cam. Mm. Because Cam had everybody wearing pink. For sure. And at this point, I was like 340 pounds. Mm -hmm. So I want you to know that trying to find a three extra large T pink Pink. T-shirt. Yeah. Is like fucking impossible, yeah. but I found it, and there's pictures of me dressed like Cam. We gotta get that picture. Nah, you're not ever gonna find <laughs> we it. We gotta get that <laughs> you're picture. You're not ever gonna the find it. The internet gonna get it, man. Nah, we man, gonna find it. But being from Harlem, why do you feel like when people are talking about influential MCs and guys like that, that they don't really give Cam his props to me for not just his influence on rap, but just his cultural influence? Every crew in the early 2000s wanted to be like the Dipset. Um, I you know what it is? I think for I think Cam just I don't think he just really went hard. I think rap was easy for him. Mm. And I think that he was kind of like I could do this in my sleep. Like he I don't think Cam really was like I want to be like an iconic figure. Cam was just Cam. He's like I'm a fly dude from Harlem. I know how to rap. I feel like he is an iconic figure though. I tell people all the time Cam is the East Coast version of Snoop Dogg. Okay. I say that all the time. I say, I say that all the time. Like he's the East Coast version of Snoop Dogg. I think yeah. he's that influential coming from this coast. Yeah. And you know, but but a lot of times, it, again, like I say, I don't think Cam just like he's so laid back. He's so mm-hmm. cool. It's like you know, he's just like man, whatever. Like I'll rap today. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I, exactly, cool. I'll, yeah. I'll perform this month. Like you know what I'm saying? I'll go out and hit a couple shows. Like I don't think he really like set out to become like this big major figure in hip hop. But yeah. it just happened that way. It just it just happened and like. When when they came through with their swag and everything like that, <clears throat> to me, Fab is on that list too. Fab is definitely on that yeah. list. Fab is definitely Very on that list. But Fab also, Fab's to me, Fab came out and he was the quintessential rap star, right? Mm. Like he had the beats, he had they had Clue, he had all the back and all that stuff like that. And then 
it actually took me listening to a lot because remember now, the internet is not as popping at least there as it as it is now. Mm-hmm. So outside of singles and stuff like that, I you really had to crate dig and a, and a lot to go to go get some right. of this music to just to hear camp. Right. I mean, it's a fab mm-hmm. fab spit. And for after a while, I was like, yo, fuck the songs that he was making that was his songs that we was rocking out to the clubs. Like this nigga's really nice, mm-hmm. like really nice. Mm-hmm. And I think that his his flow has really stood the test of time because now I look at him as an as an A plus diamond level MC, absolutely. I mean, Fab, Fab's been doing it over twenty years, yeah, and he's still relevant. Mm-hmm. You can't find I don't know anybody that's been doing something that they've been doing twenty years still relevant that isn't getting like certain accolades and appreciation. But Fab is somebody that I always tell people he's had the prototypical like great rap career. Like everybody can't have the Jay Z career, the, the uh, Eminem career. Well, only one person has the Jay Z career, right? <laughs> so, but what I say is, is like Fab has been in like this media medium where it's like mm-hmm. he's consistently dope, mm-hmm. and every time you look up, he doesn't look like he's behind the times. It looks like he's still creating the wave and creating the trends, and he still looks like he's nineteen. Like mm-hmm. you know, what I'm saying. So a lot of people don't look at Fab like that, but he's one of those artists that I tell people all the time. Look at Fab. He's been doing it over 20 years, and he's still relevant today. Very relevant. Does Drake have a classic? Album? Mm-hmm. For sure. Take care, in my opinion. You guys all say Take Take Care is a classic? So, you putting out, you got you got lists of albums, right? Other classic albums. So, Reasonable Doubt. So, you would go Reasonable Doubt, Equimini. Modern Day Classic. Uh, Illmatic, and then you would go Take Care. No. Yeah, because no, it sounds agree. fucking stupid to say that, right? It's, it's, it's different levels to that, though. Is it? Because even if you talk about the top five, right? Um, everybody say Biggie, Jay Z, Nas, right? Uh-huh. Um, I always say you got to put them on the Mount Rushmore. Right. In the Hall of Fame. You yeah. Include them. Mm-hmm. Right. Let's do post uh, 99, mm-hmm. 2000. Now, do you want to put 50 in there? Maybe. Mm-hmm. Cultural impact and all that, right? Mm-hmm. And then you can now, you know. You don't, you don't like Drake? Love Drake. You sure? Love Drake. Because I'm, I'm catching a little... Love Drake. I'm feeling a little... Like, like, like love Drake. I don't know but why I, people don't like Drake. I'm going to be something. honest. Love Drake. Uh-huh. Love Drake. Mm-hmm. Would like... What I would like... Drake is a test, though. Mm-hmm. Drake is a test of whether or not we can be objective mm-hmm. about people that we genuinely love. Drake has really spit more relatable rhymes. Like, I, to me... Like what's Jake? What's Drake's best verse? For me, uh, probably his verse on "Lord Knows" with uh, Rick Ross. Yeah, you love that song. Mm-hmm. I think his best verse is on the Aston Martin music remix. Okay, okay. That when I hear what he's talking about, when I hear just him rap and really talk about what's going on with him, automatically connect with Drake. Mm-hmm. Automatically connect with some of the themes that he's talking about, even some of the stuff that he talks about from like. Uh, what his parents went through and all that. So I think he's a fantastic, uh, a fantastic uh, 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 talent. I feel like he can rap, all of that stuff. I feel like his music is unimportant. And really? Yeah. I feel, like, I feel like when we talk about classic albums, we're really talking about the music that's the most important to rap, the music that actually made you go, wait a minute, and made you take stock of the way you look at your society, the way you look at the culture and all of that stuff like that. Drake is a trendsetter. He he is a he is an uh, he absolutely changed the way we sort of maybe digest the music, but I don't think there's one Drake album that you have to listen to. 
You know what I mean? I don't think mm-hmm. that there's one Drake album that you have, and that's okay. Yeah, no, I mean music is is, is it's opinion it's opinionated, subjective. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not, I'm just listening. It's interesting to hear you say that, but I mean, I think you know when I'm listening to music, I'm just listening to exactly that the music. Mm. The 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 music the the lyrics you're going too deep into it is what you're saying. No, not that you. I like because I like I like that. I yeah. like when people like can really you know express themselves about the music. But I I think that when you listen to Take Care from top to bottom, and you understand that this is somebody that's rapping. This is somebody that's playing with harmonies. This is somebody that you know is the certain lyrics. It's just like I think that you have to look at that body of work, and you can't have a discussion about great albums and not mention that album. To me personally, I got you. Like you, it, I mean, I understand what you're saying, but when you start talking about music mm-hmm. and like what music is, it's like it's hard to have a discussion about rap and rappers mm-hmm. and artists and not discuss that album because from that album we got the weekend. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And then that put Drake, that take care album put Drake like in a class. Like okay, this dude from from Canada is serious. Yeah. And then you know from there, I mean the first time I heard Drake, I knew. The game was in for something different. Oh yeah, for he sure. He started singing in the middle of the fucking for bar. Sure. I thought that the song had skipped. For sure. I was like, you know, like, you, like I was like, it, 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 it that was challenging for mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. Like I had never heard. Shout out to Nice and Smooth, mm-hmm. but like, like I had, I hadn't heard somebody like it, that was I, that was a challenge for me to be like, yo, this is rap. What yeah. you like? It, but it, 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 he made it work. Mm-hmm. But I'm just thinking. So it's like, ready to die, mm-hmm. me against the world. Mm-hmm. Okay. College dropout, mm-hmm. take care. Yeah, you feel like that. Yeah, absolutely. that album is next to those albums. Absolutely, absolutely. So ready to die and then yeah. take care. Again, I don't listen to. I'm not listening to Drake with Biggie ears. Mm-hmm. I'm not listening to Drake with Nas ears with mm-hmm. Jay ears. You got a lot of different ears, man. You have to. Yeah, because it's a lot of different music. Boy, y'all are good at music. Like I'm not, you're not going to jump in a Range Rover and think it's going to drive like a Lambo, are you? I drive a Honda. Okay, so you're not going to jump in your Honda and think that it's going to drive like a Bentley, are you? I jump in my Honda, and if it drives, I'm. <laughs> but that's what I'm, I'm, I'm cool with. But it. you understand what I'm saying? You yeah. got to You got to be well, able to. I'm just saying that once again, I feel like you're stunting on me no, with these cars. And it's shit never like a stunt. Yeah. I, it's never a stunt. I'm just asking. You. Nah, I get what you're saying. I get yeah. what you're saying. Uh, what's this thing with you and Charlemagne? There's no thing with me and Charlemagne. There's a thing. There's no, no thing. Listen, bro. Chris is their thing. There's no thing. <laughs> there's, yo, listen. Let me. Like, 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 I, like, I want to like, put. I, I thought I put it to rest. Right. But let me. Let me. Let me put it to like, rest. Like, rest. There's a. There's a thing. There's no thing. Listen. It's like. It's like. It's like y'all be talking about something. Like y'all be talking about something. Y'all be like, yo, man. Rihanna and Chris Brown have been sending subliminals. Like, Ma, what you say? I think fuck the Breakfast Club. <laughs> but I see, all right, like, now like, look. like, 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 I, like, like, I, like, if you guys ask me what I think, I think fuck the Breakfast Club. I'd like, like, all of this shit gets back to them niggas is over. Yeah. The Breakfast Club, Spotify is where it's at, nigga. Yeah. Fuck the, bre- I'm, I'm like, I'm like, wow. But see, it wasn't, it- I love that spicy shit. Somewhere Andrew's listening to this and he's so upset. But I like, like, oh, by, by the way, we have to talk about that too. But like, uh, I love that spicy shit. What, what's that about though? Yo, listen, it started, um, I'm going to try to go back to when, I think I said something about the Breakfast Club on the podcast saying that I just didn't feel like it was as important as it once was. Mm-hmm. That's essentially what I was trying to say. Like, it's just not, it doesn't have that, mm-hmm. right? And 
people took that like, oh, he going at Charlemagne, this, that, and the third. Then I heard Charlemagne saying something on the podcast. Then it was, uh, uh, I mean, on the Breakfast Club. So then it's like, okay, let's have fun with this. Right. Right? So let's right. just add this little back and forth. Cool. Right. So it started with a little back and forth. But then when Joe went up there and, you know, Charlemagne was saying certain things, it was like, oh, he really feels some type of way. It's like he really, he really like mad. And it was funny to hear him say he felt like I was being sensitive mad because anybody knows me know I don't give a fuck. Mm. Like, so it was just like, okay, so he feels some type of way. Cool. He feel like I'm not uh, I'm not in the class to, to to mention his name, and I'm the new guy, and this that. Fine, fam. It's all. What are we talking about here? You know what right. I'm saying? If you're doing the podcast, we having fun. Mm-hmm. Like this shit is fun. Like right. I'm not. I don't take any of this serious. Like yeah, that's yeah, why yeah, to yeah. me it's all like, come on, fam. Like this shit is is it's all fun for me. All right. But um, he says something in that interview, and when I see him, I'm gonna have a talk with him because he just. Hey! He said he said something. I love it. He said something spice. that spice. No, no, no. It's no spice. But he said something that kind of rubbed me the wrong way. Which was when he said something about uh, what he felt like I should get paid from the deal. Oh, and where man, I'm from, man. you don't, you don't. That's like so. Now you talking about what a man should, should was, get in his pocket. I'm all about to give us his life history. No, 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 no. Where I'm from. It's just that. Like, where I'm from. That to Yo, me. Harlem B. Boys Choir Harlem. Nah, you can see me on that stage. Nah, 92, it, it 93, that, 94. Nah, nah. It was just like, that was like, that's almost like somebody saying your mother. Mm. And it's like, hold up, fam. We was just having fun with this shit. Like, this ain't. Yeah. But you, now you on your platform talking about what you think I should be paid? Yeah, I never said that about Charlotte. I always, I, matter of fact, the book, I salute it. I just said, yo, them shows on MTV too, wasn't it? <laughs> my god it was a good it was a it was a good but right. what i did like is that he was trying to give dudes on the internet a platform he did but what he but shout out to this shout out to tax shout out to absolutely all of these guys it's my niggas yeah but but what he didn't realize was like yo a lot of these dudes that's funny on social media like on these twitter handles they mm-hmm. corny in real life so you're trying to put a camera in their face it ain't gonna translate i'm gonna be somebody. real with you though that was the challenge with uh, i'm not so sure about Charlemagne and friends but i remember Early on with Uncommon Sense, me and him had some conversations, and he was basically saying that, like, a lot of the people that they tried, you know, it's a different animal um, between then, between being on Twitter and being, being on, on television. Absolutely. Um, but still, though, you know, the people that were featured on the show, and I know I have Some dope people came out yeah, of Yeah, there's some dope people. Absolutely. And they, you know, they had some runs. What I'm thinking is, uh, first of all, I love shit like this <laughs> just because, like, it, 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 number one, because I'm messy. Mm. You know what I mean, but also because it's entertaining, and there is and there is a thing to where let's be real, you guys, this podcast is doing numbers, mm. and in our culture, especially the way I don't I don't know why we feel like there's not room for everybody to get money mm-hmm. and everybody to have the same relevance. Mm-hmm. I remember when tax was coming up, it was like yo, tax is the new Charlemagne. Right. I remember like and and it's just like. Their tax is tax. Charlemagne is Charlemagne. I'm me. You guys are you. It's really enough for all of us, especially Absolutely. since our culture is taking I'm, over. No, but, no, 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 nothing for me to. I agree. But the competition is still fun, and that's all it, it was. Like, that's it's all it is fun. for me. It's just, it's just like yo, we having fun with this. Like, right. you know what I mean? Like, but I didn't want it. But I saw it getting to a point where it was like, oh, he might really feel like I have an issue with him. So then I said, yeah, well, it, if you if you and then it was back in every no, time, no, but like, then it was times where even with Joe and Rory would be talking about brilliant idiots or Charlamagne, and I would sit, and that's why I'd be like, yo, I don't even get credit for that. It was times where I would literally go like this on purpose, <laughs> right? Not say anything because I knew people were gonna feel like, yo, this he really don't like Charlamagne. It's like, no, I think Charlamagne is a great dude. Right. It was just competitive shit. It was just having fun. But then, like I said, when he said that, mm-hmm. 
That was that, you feel like that was a little bit. I was like, oh nah, fam, you you went too far. That's too far. Because I I would never sit on a platform and say what I think Charlamagne should be making. Hmm. Never. What do you think he should be making? I think he should make whatever he wants to. Make. <laughs> Honestly, whatever he writes down to say, I want this. Yo, go get that. Right. I salute shit like that. I love to see dudes getting money. Like you I'm felt not, like you felt like that was maybe in some way making trying to like lessen your worth or absolutely yeah absolutely like it was like it was like yo you throwing the shot you said oh why would i sit down and talk to why would i sit down the joe button podcast if joe's not there and talk to maul and rory mm-hmm. i was like okay cool you ain't got to sit down and talk to me fam like I, <laughs> cool no problem there yeah but i seen when you got up from that brilliant idiot seat and it was just andrew there mm. i listened no no so now we we at Drew's neck now? No, I'm not. I don't know him. I never <laughs> met that dude. I never met him. I never said anything about him. I mean, yeah. So let's find talk. find some, let's find me anywhere saying anything about that man. I challenge you. Find even when what, even when he you, spent what, what even you, when he what? spent the hour trying to come at me. Not elite. Yo, yo, you're not elite. Yo, <laughs> who is that, this? Who Chris is this was, fat Memphis bleak and all this shit he was saying? <laughs> Yo, I listen. I listen. I listen. I'm like, yo, I, I come from that. I, I used to sit on the block all day and snap. That right. ain't nothing for me. Right. But I had to keep life history. Yeah. I was, when was you on the block? 89, yeah. 90, 91. Yeah, I'm nigga. built for that. You know I do saying? that. I don't, you know what I mean? That wasn't Shout nothing. out Rich Porter, the homies. You know what right. That's what people do. Absolutely. But yeah. it became a little weird because I'm like, wait, hold up. I never said nothing about this dude. I never said his name out my mouth one time. Talking about Andrew now. Never said his name out my mouth. So. Even in this conversation, I still haven't said his name on my mouth. Right, you haven't. Uh, <laughs> but it, it, so when you said when Charlemagne was gone and it was just Andrew doing a podcast, you didn't enjoy it. I don't think anybody enjoyed it. Damn, Chris, did you enjoy it? Sure. Chris liked it. That's his man. <laughs> <laughs> um, Chris doesn't support white talent. Uh, <laughs> but again, all of this shit is just in fun. Oh, I don't have no re- oh, issue with nobody. My Listen, God, I am the most. It is it is one thousand percent fun for us. The whole fucking room is having fun. Yo, listen, because this we is, know the spice. We know because it's fun. But at the same time, there are some really spicy feelings behind it, and I can't wait. I don't know why y'all avoiding this fucking mega cultural moment. Of the brilliant idiots, Joe Budden podcast mashup moment. I don't know why y'all avoiding it. It's time y'all have been y'all have been sending shots across the bow at each nah, other. Man, it's listen, man. Like, so, especially though, I gotta say the whole not elite tangent. Yeah, which I I know you heard. It's one of my favorite podcast moments of this year because when Andrew goes in about something, Andrew calls me all the time with completely farcical wrong ideas. Mm-hmm. Like shit that he has that he that he's really thought through, mm-hmm. but when he when he gets it out of his mouth, mm-hmm. it's like yo, you can talk Andrew back because yeah. he's a, he's a he's a very good communicator, but he also listens to you when you're trying to talk to him. Mm-hmm. He put the work in for the not elite thing. Mm-hmm. He said, "Listen, I got these two motherfuckers. I'm approved to the world." <laughs> Did he? It's like like he's like, like he said, "I got these two motherfuckers." But it's interesting. But see, I look at that. Fucking world. I look at that because I got a number one comedy album. What have they done? Is but a number said. one comedy album for what? Three minutes on on, 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 on iTunes, and then you refresh it, and then it's who? Mahal chill. <laughs> I know how algorithms work, bro. Mahal you can't chill. talk to me about al- algorithms. Hey, so you telling me Andrew ain't funny? I'm not saying he's not funny. He's I'm telling. I'm telling you, I can't tell you a joke he said. 
I'm not saying he's not funny though. I don't okay. I don't know I I don't know none of his. I'm gonna be honest. I don't know much nah, about he's him. He's very funny, man. You know what I'm saying? Very like, talented I, guy. He might be. Yeah. But even like I said, in that in his rant, it was just funny that that shit did his numbers when who was he talking about? Oh my lord. So Talk at some point shit. at some point we got we got we just got to have a real conversation. We got to have I'm a all, real conversation. I'm all about having real talk. Because I'm a real talk type of nigga. Like I'm not going to sit up here and bullshit you, man. I love this type of shit. Bro, I listen. Once again, just to let you know, once again, you're giving your life history again. But like but like like, like 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 but but like but once again, I will say this. We were talking about Charlemagne and then you did the same thing you you went to Andrew. There's spice there. We got to get this spice out in New York. It's no spice, man. You listen, you Charlemagne, I love Charlemagne. I know I you do. I know I'll I be love, honest with you. I know for a fact. And Charlemagne gave me big love on when he came on our show. Yeah. I know for a fact there's mutual respect there. 1,000%. All parties involved. 1,000%. I've been in conversations with all of those guys where they talk about how proud they are of what you guys have done. 1,000%. And how, how y'all moving out here is undeniable. Can't nobody You know what it's like? It. It's like when the new dudes move on the block and, you know, the brilliant idiots was t- telling us to turn our music down. Mm. And we're like, fuck y'all. We turning it up. Wow. But it's not like we hate them. Yeah. We don't hate y'all. Like, yeah. But we just like, nigga, we lit. Right. <laughs> oh my lord. You know what I'm saying? We don't hate y'all, but y'all gonna have to get used to us being on this block now. Yeah, I mean look, is it that that's what it is, man. Um and uh, you know who I am? I'm like the nigga up I fuck in the, with you. In the, you know in the window, like, hey Yeah. Andrew, you heard what that nigga Ball said about you? Yeah. <laughs> nah, yeah. it's cool. It's it, no, it's it, really both podcasts like it, it you guys are so different and, and there's I know that there's space for everyone. I just when I hear it. Cause you know I'm out in LA. Mm. I'm the West Coast version of loudspeakers. Right. So I don't have really nobody to beef with. Yeah. And I'm still getting used to people loving me. Right. So I like. What you say? <laughs> what happened? <laughs> oh, do, do, I, do I have? I, I, do I? What should I say? Fuck no jumper or some shit like that? Oh! No, it's a joke. It's a joke. Hey, it's a, it's a, hey, it's a joke. Listen. I actually love that dude. I feel like he's living. His best life, man. Check the internet. That nigga living. Uh, um, but no, but no, seriously. It, it, and it's because all of this stuff makes it a Because be honest, it's not something to talk about. I mean, there's, there's only so much pop culture we can all talk about. Right. right? So sometimes we got to exist uh, kind of doing this whole deal. But so you, when you say that you're going to see Solomon, you're going to pull up on him with the stick. Like, it, it, I just, never said that, but go ahead. Didn't say I didn't say I was pull pulling up. up with the stick. Never said that. <laughs> <laughs> Never said that. No. Um, so, do you want to go on to the Breakfast Club and, and, and have a sit down with them, or do with Charlamagne? It, yeah, do it on a podcast or something like that. Would you be interested if they called you up and said, "Yo, we want"? Because I did the Breakfast Club yesterday. Career milestone for me. Dope. Congrats. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you don't give a fuck about the Breakfast Club. <laughs> it's crazy. So, would you? But would you? You? But you feel like you need to address that one thing that he said with him? Yeah, but I, that's that's a. Um, that's not a podcast conversation. No, that's a that's a personal conversation. That's a man to man. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I, I respect that. I respect. But that I mean. want him to know that it's all love. I know. Oh, of I, course I respect, it is. I respect him to the to the highest. Yeah. So, but if you, but the reality is that if you have an actual real issue with someone yeah. with the cameras and the mics, it's actually not the place to nah, do it. It's like a real yeah. conversation. And I like I said, I I, I just felt like that comment was mm-hmm. just like I might have to talk to him. Do do you you really feel like though that the Breakfast Club is losing its luster because it's still moving culture at a high degree, right? You were on there, and I'm pretty uh, sure audience, that's going to be great. Audience, what you just heard was a fucking pin drop. No, in the uh, okay. Here's here's the thing about mm-hmm. the Breakfast Club. 
they're 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 still doing numbers, but it's like I they are they really what are they doing though? Like if if somebody goes viral on Monday and you have them on your show Tuesday, to me that's not hmm. anybody can do that. But they've made. I was the Kashi sixty nine interview this this year. That was this mm-hmm. year, right? Mm-hmm. That we talking like upwards of twenty million views on on on, on YouTube. But that's like, because of who that that most viral dude on the internet. Yeah, but it, it, a lot of times when you're doing an interview show, <clears throat> excuse, <clears throat> excuse me, the the put some respect on my name situation that that didn't pop because of Ye and Envy and Charlemagne. It's, a lot of that stuff is guest driven. You know what I mean? So and even like Fresh Star or any any of the things that have happened on the Breakfast Club, Ray J, which I tell you one thing. But you're going back some years now. I know. I'm, I'm just saying, y'all haven't listened to that Ray J rant recently, and it's really y'all fault because go back and listen to the Ray J rant again. When him and Fab got into it? Yeah. About that? I don't know why we don't listen to that every single day. Ray J is one of the most underrated people on, on the planet, I think. One of the underra- most underrated humans ever to live. Yeah. We, we, we talked about that on our, on our podcast. That's a gift from God. Yeah. For sure, I like. I saw it, man. Look, y'all said, "Whoa, Ray J has given us a lot of things." Absolutely, no. I'm ag- I'm agreeing with you. I'm, I'm with thousand you percent. I'm I told Ray J, I was like, "Yo, I respect you, dog." Mm-hmm. He knows why I respect him. Yeah, quality we, television. We, yeah, we respect him for um, But but so you don't think that you think that they're they're cooling off? Yeah, and I think. <laughs> I, and, but but this isn't this is I'm not this is not you got to understand. I know a lot of people in this industry. Mm. So this is this isn't stuff I'm just pulling out the air. This is stuff that I know is facts. Mm. Um, who to you is the wackest MC that got on? That some kind of way found himself in a situation where people listen to him, you but you never understood it. Damn, you trying to get me into some beef? I'm not trying to get you uh, into beef. Pick somebody that's you know the wackest MC that the, got on. The wackest MC that got on. When you say got on, what you mean? Like he had, he had success? Like he was actually like moving units? The answer is Lil Zane. But you want to know something about Lil Zane? Because I heard, he got a deal without having any music. He got a deal off of just a picture of him. Of his manager walked in the office with a picture of him. Is that true? Yeah. Why did I just hate on Lil Zane like that? I don't, I don't, even, I don't know where Lil Zane at right now. Man, Lil Zane, I'm sorry, bro. But did he put out an album? I don't he even did. know if Lil Zane put out an album. He did. I he used did. to hate whenever he would come on TV, bro. Why? I don't know, man. It just fucking pissed me off. <laughs> like, it, like, when he took one of your chicks, what happened, man? Like, he probably, shit, he could have had any of my, they was going crazy at that point. But yeah. you know what? It was just. He got a deal off of how he looked. That's, it was a picture. That's dope. So, I guess, you, 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 we, we, we have we moved past the beef now? I'm beef. I don't, I don't, I'm, I've been a pescatarian since December 30th. What, what a line. That's a bar. Why, what's, what's the, what's the, what's the impetus behind that? The pescatarian. You seem like you're making a lot of life changes health-wise. Yeah, you can't keep you gotta you gotta make changes, man. You can't keep doing the same shit over and over and expect different results. I love this. I love that as brothers, um, we're starting to have conversations like this. Mm-hmm. We start to have conversations about what we eat, mm-hmm. how much sleep we're getting. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, and and different things like that. Because I feel like in the past we haven't really addressed our health and addressed yeah. some things like that. Mm-hmm. And it's becoming almost cool to take a step back, address your mental health, address what you're eating, what you put into your body when. When Styles and Jada opened up that juice bar, mm-hmm. I'm like, "Yo, yeah. that is fucking amazing." That was big for 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 the, for those type of rappers too because they spent years. The content they were pushing wasn't the healthiest. Yeah, you know what I mean. But it's just dope to see them now at a point in their life where they're like, "Nah, we understand like what really counts and what really matters out here." So, Hip hop is aging gracefully, man. Absolutely. 
it's aging gracefully. Guys Absolutely. like Hove and Puff, shout out to Puff mm-hmm. and um and Nas. Mm-hmm. They're really showing us how to get older in hip hop. Right. And really be men and mm-hmm. be about our families and be about uh it was a rough adolescence period we had where we we, we lost a bunch of rappers and, mm-hmm. and, and I tell you one thing. Young man, and stupid. Yeah. Young and dumb. The the kids now they definitely need these older guys to kinda to kinda set examples. Because mm-hmm. uh a lot of the shit that's happening now is just is weird. But you know what though? Uh, again, I hate to keep doing it, but I blame a lot of this shit on social media. Because mm-hmm. everybody feels like they have to perform. They're on the stage. Like a lot of this shit with these uh with these students hitting these teachers right now. Like fighting these physically fighting these teachers. Yeah. It's the craziest shit in the world to me. And I and I commented on Ball Alerts Instagram because they posted one of the videos of the student punching the teacher in the face. Talk about, was this Baltimore. the one in California? Oh, the Baltimore one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I'm like, yo, this is why these kids are doing this shit because mm-hmm. they're trying to go viral. Right. And y'all are, y'all, are, y'all are helping this shit by posting this shit on your page. Like, take this shit down because, listen, when I was in school, if I would have hit my teacher, yo, the consequences that <laughs> I would have, like, I would have been so scared to go home. It's a life ruiner at that point. It, yeah. like, to, to, I mean, for at least for a while, for me to have actually had a physical altercation with a teacher first with of all. With an adult period. With an adult period. At, at, at that point, the cost would be so fucking high. And this is what I, but but again, you got kids in the classroom, you know, they doing this. As soon as the teacher and the, and the student get into argument, they recording mm-hmm. some shit. Mm-hmm. So now, what the student feel like, oh, I can't look like a punk. Yeah. I got to perform. I'm on stage. I know somebody going to post this on the Instagram. I know somebody going to world star this. I know. So they feel like they got to perform. Mm-hmm. So now it's like, you know. Even from from dudes not even want to fight without weapons no more. It's because if I get knocked out, a nigga in Africa might see this shit. Yeah. Because they're going to put this on the internet. So if I get knocked out in New York City, somebody in France going to see this shit and be laughing at it and send it to his boys. And it's like, so now dudes feel like, yo, I can't be, I can't go out like that. Mm-hmm. So I got to take it to maximum violence. Yeah, I get it. I you understand it. what I'm saying? Nah, completely, completely. What, what's the, <clears throat> just asking you, somebody that's so deep in a, um and definitely an influencer now, what's the answer? Do you think there is one? People just got to understand that, yo, being yourself is cool. Don't mm. try to be somebody you're not. Like, people are trying to be who they're not. You know what I'm saying? It's like, when you go home, you, you know you know when you did some shit, you're like, man, I ain't want to do that. Yeah. Be that person. Like, it's okay to be who you are. It's okay to be, like, being yourself is cool. Not being stupid is cool. Like, mm-hmm. being smart is cool. Like, I tell people all the time, being smart is the coolest shit in the world. Do smart shit. Say smart shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's what's really cool. Like, all of this knucklehead shit that these young dudes is doing, it's like, yo, fam, you that ain't, who are you? That, that That's going to lead you somewhere you don't want to go. What was a cat that was, uh, <clears throat> he was on Instagram, he had like 5 million followers, was the dude used to run up on people and like Boom. jump in the store and jump all over the Boom. products and shit like Boom. that. Yeah, not hating on him. Because whatever, if you got to, yo, if you come from a, a, a deprived situation and you feel like you got to empty out all the Sprite in a convenience store to get out your situation, God bless you. I hate that shit. I, I, you know what's funny about that? Like, I, like, I, I, I got to be real with you, dog. I hate that shit. No, I agree. And I, we had to talk about that because it was like growing up before social media was a thing. We had dudes in our neighborhood that was the knuckleheads that would do dumb shit. That would do shit like that? But it was also, they knew that it was repercussions to that. Mm-hmm. Like, we going to fuck you up because you're making the block hot, number one. Yeah. The corner store, this is our store. Like, we know Aki and them. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> why are you going in there pouring Pepsi on the floor, knocking the chips down? Like, 
you bugging. You know what I'm saying? Right. Now we got to order through a window. Right. And we can't yeah. even go in the store no more because of you. Yeah. So it's like, it's, but it's no more of that. It's no more, you, they not being held accountable. Right. They, they, they're only reaping the benefits, so they just exactly. got to push it further and further exactly. and further and further. Who, yeah. who can out-stupid each other? That's what right. it's a race to be stupid. Yeah. Um, well, how much experience do you have with the South? Oh, uh, I got family in the South. What do you think about Southern rap? Love it. Plays a very intricate part. In when did the change from New Yorkers hating on Southern rap to respecting Southern rap really happen? You think? Um, what do you like anybody like? Because I remember that I remember there was a time when for me we I mean not was, just period like because I remember there was a time when probably niggas I, didn't really give us our respect down there our MCs our music nothing. Uh, I think um. Yeah, Cash Money definitely played a big part in that. Um, cash Money was definitely huge for that because they, you know, you couldn't deny what they were doing and they were lyrical. Right. You know what I'm saying? And um, you know what's funny? I, re I remember my first experience with Southern rap might have been the Ghetto Boys. Now they, that's that's hard. And but that's but I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna tell you, but I'm gonna tell you what's crazy. I don't even think I knew that they were from the South. Yeah. Yeah. I just it was rapped for me. I yeah, didn't yeah, I didn't yeah. know where they was from. Yeah, they, like they it was just hard, like yo, this though. song is this shit is hard. I, this 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 podcast right here is a Scarface appreciation uh, project. Me, right. me and Joe talked about it. Like Willie, like Bushwick, they those guys were hard. Absolutely, and and like I said, I don't even remember when I found out that they were from Texas. Yeah, like I don't, I cannot remember that. But I think what really put that on the map, it may have been like for this last. Generation, it may have been Big Pimpin' when Jay had UGK on Big Pimpin'. Yeah, I think that I think Jay gave it the cool stamp, right? Like, he Jay was had been fucking with the South. He had, oh no, he did for the sure. High remix, one of the worst Jay verses ever, right? And um, that's really his only bad verse. I can't think of a really another verse that I hear that I hear from Hove that I'm like, yo, that's that's why, mm -hmm. huh? You feel like the monster verse is whack? Oh, nah. That wasn't a whack verse. He tripping. I don't think that was whack. Nah. He named like 20,000 monsters before he started. Godzilla, Sasquatch. What do these things have in common? <clears throat> I feel like it was an emotional verse. I feel like he had got tired of people like Beanie shitting on him and saying that they're not rich. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But I don't think that was a whack verse. No, nah, that wasn't a whack If verse. you go back and listen to the high remix, that shit is horrible. That's like, that, that wasn't the right beat for him. But you know what? That you know what, that was huge for us mm -hmm. because we didn't know that y'all saw us. Mm -hmm. Like we didn't know that it was on the that it, we was on the radar mm -hmm. at all. That and when Foxy Brown jumped on the Mia X joint, the party don't stop. Mm -hmm. We didn't know that like y'all saw us. Yeah, we was down here rocking, had been rocking, been listening to them. The Hot Boys, I think, really blew the the cap off that shit. Yep, though. I think when. When Wayne said wobbly wobbly, it was like, okay, <laughs> these niggas is here. Like, they here. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? There's no denying them. Like, they are in the game for sure now. Yeah. But for me, like I said, it, it goes back to the Ghetto Boys. That was my first experience. The Ghetto Boys. Um, Atlanta has hip-hop right now. Mm -hmm. What is it going to take? I'm going to ask you this, rap expert. What is it going to take for New York? New York is back, but what is it going to take for New York to fully be back? New York got to support New York. New York don't support New York. Like we'll we'll show artists from every other city, every other coast more love than we'll show our artists from right down the street. How long has that been going on? It's the it's the fifty effect since fifty and Ja, I think. I think mm. that kinda divided New York. Um and that kinda, you know, like somebody like I said, I don't really even like to 
talk when I talk rap, I don't even talk Jay. Jay is like an alien. Mm-hmm. But I think if it would take somebody like Jay to really like, and he's he's been more accessible mm-hmm. in the past years because for for a while Jay was like you wouldn't see him, but he's been more accessible and more rappers have had conversations with him and been able to reach out and actually you know physically touch him and shit like that. But I think that New York is just so divided, man. It's like we don't we don't support each other enough. Even even um even New York radio, we don't support New York artists. That's why I think the Ebron Takashi shit was so uh I felt some type of way about that only because, you know, I, I knew what the the real tension in New York was when fifty was was hot and he performed at Summer Jam and they was throwing chairs at him. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That was a real issue. Like Takashi doesn't have beef with like that in New York City. Mm-hmm. Like it's some local shit, you know, here and there, but yeah. this like fifty had like a real industry beef. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. it was like but they let Ja they let him touch the stage. So when Ebro didn't want let Takashi and I th- I think Takashi would have tore Giant Stadium apart right. for Summer Jam. Yeah. Like without a doubt. And it's and he's New York. You know what I'm saying? So right. it's like and he's like the hottest dude in, 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 in on the internet right now. He's the hottest dude in the game right now. It's like why wouldn't he be on that stage? Mm-hmm. But you have every other artist, you know. So it's just like New York got to support New York, man. We got to get back to... And it's not like support New York and keep everybody else out. I'm not saying that. Like, sure. I, I love everybody. Like Atlanta supports Atlanta. Yeah. When one they, Atlanta they, artist has a video, everybody from Atlanta that's in Atlanta, every other artist is like, yo, I'm coming. Yeah, and they and they really put their artists on. On, yeah. Like you, They break their artist record in the strip clubs. They break their yeah. artist record on the radio. They And it's like New York won't do that. Like we so caught up in... It's like we lost our identity for a minute. We start we we started sounding like everybody else. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It was like we got to get back to just being who we are, and we got to get back to supporting each other. That's a word. Last thing I'm gonna say is I, I want to see unity from New York podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> it's unity, man. It's all love. I got love for everybody, man. I don't have no beef. I don't have no issues. I'm at a very, very You don't cool have beef. You have a little pastrami. It's like no, small, no. I'm pescatarian. It's like you got I don't, a little pastrami. I don't even want to see no... It's like that. A, it's I a tiny... It's a, nah, man. I told you what my only issue was, and me and Charlamagne ain't going to talk about that. Okay, well, you also obviously have to have a conversation with Andrew as well, and I Do can't I? wait for that. Why, though? I never said anything about him. <laughs> I never said anything negative about Andrew. Chris. That's the first time I said his name, by the way. Chris, yeah, yeah. Chris, can you can you can we get this podcast? We need to, like we need I to have, have a never family said, cultural moment. I have never said anything. This, this man biggest. called me a fat Memphis bleak. <laughs> he called me every name in the book. He never met me. I never shook his hand. Andrew I never said I never said anything negative about him. I never said anything. <laughs> and even 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 after that. I still never went on my platform and went back at him. Right. Never. Right. I was like, damn, like, he feels some type of way. He's holding his homeboy down. Oh, I get it. I understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's cool. So it's like if me and Charlemagne scrapping, you know, Andrew tried to swing. All right, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to see you, though. <laughs> but it's all love. Like I said, man, I ain't got no problems with nobody, man. It's man. all love. Man. I definitely ain't got no problems with y'all. I love the way y'all moving out here. I appreciate you sitting appreciate down. Appreciate you, you, man. All right. All right. Give it up for Miles, everybody.